Hello! Welcome to Double Booked, your place for library news, reading recommendations, and book banter. We are broadcasting from WCTV Community Television Studios in Wilmington, Massachusetts, and we want to thank WCTV for the use of their facility and equipment. I'm Erin Driscoll, Adult Services Librarian, and I'm joined in the booth this episode by two special guests from our Youth Services Department, uh, Danielle and Nicole. Welcome, guys. Thank you. Thank you for for having us. us. Oh, jinx. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So since this is our first episode of 2022, we thought we would take a look back at our favorite books from 2021, uh, a look ahead to what we're looking forward to reading in 2022, and chat a little bit about kind of our reading goals, our reading resolutions, if you will, for the new year. Um, So we are going to have recommendations for kids, teens, and adults this month. Uh, So, Danielle, would you like to kick us off with your favorite kids book from 2021? Yeah, I would love to. Um, So my favorite children's book is um, a picture book that I found on Instagram, which is a great place if people are looking for books to read. Uh, It's by Lindsay Hunter, and she's from the U.K., and it's called What If Pig? And when I saw Pig, I thought he was adorable. Um, but then I got the book, and I actually messaged Lindsay because I cried when I read it. It was so sweet. And uh, Pig is a, quote, porky panicker, <laughs> and he has a lot of anxiety. And they handle it so nicely. It's a nice message for kids that you're real friends will be there to help you through any kind of anxiety. And so um, I I love that book for, for little ones. And then I also had a book that I liked uh, that was a chapter book um, called Show Me a Sign. And this is by Anne-Claire Lazat. And it's a historical fiction. And it's set in the village on the Cape called Chilmark, which was known for having um, a large amount of deaf residents and that they had their own sign language that was um, just there in that that village. And it's a really interesting story because it brings up how they communicate and how um, a, somewhat, a visitor to the island who is hearing doesn't want to communicate with them through sign language. And so it's kind of this 12-year-old who's trying to figure out, you know, how to communicate with people. And I I really liked that one as well because it gives you a sense of uh, not just history, but also things that you, an experience that's not your own. And so I like that about it. Yeah, that's super cool. That sounds fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> Check that out. Nicole, what were your favorite kids' books? Um, I'm also going to start with a picture book that I really enjoyed this year. Um, it was a picture book called Calvin, and it's actually about, it's uh, by J.R. and Vanessa Ford, and it's uh, about a transgender boy who is starting school, and he's really nervous about, you know, introducing himself with his name, and um, a lot of his friends already know him with his uh, old name, and so basically every person he introduces slowly calms his nerves and it's so sweet it's like it's this amazing story and he just like by the end is so confident and so happy and uh his family and friends are super accepting and just it's just this motivational like your anxieties are going to be put to rest by the people that you love and they all come together at the end and it's just a very sweet story especially for people who are experiencing that themselves it's a very relatable story so it was just one that I was like oh this is really emotional and I was just like (laughs) this is so sweet and um 
I would really highly recommend it to even kids that are not transgender and maybe are just struggling with the first day of school jitters. It's a really good one for just like calming everybody down. So it's very similar to What If Pig, where it's yes. just anxiety anxiety related and um, learning how to cope with that. I know. Wait a minute. <laughs> oh no, we're showing our true colors here. <laughs> uh, yeah, but they are great stories for kids because kids go through that every day and they're always anxious about school, especially. So it's just a a really great way to highlight that in picture books. So those are definitely top two. I also loved What If Pig, so it was a hard choice. Um, my longer children's book, I chose a, a chapter book as well, um, was Pax by Sarah Pennypacker, which I, was a very popular book. It actually didn't come out this year. Um, it came out in 2016, but it was one of my 2021 reads. Um, and it was just, it was another like really great heartwarming story, just another sweet one where um, this young boy has actually a pet fox and the fox, uh, he had basically just found this fox when he was going through a really hard time. And uh, the fox just kind of helps him get through these moments with his dad where they're not really getting along and his dad has a little bit of a temper. Um, And so this fox is really his support animal and it's really important to have him around. And at one point his dad reenlists in the military and he leaves. So then he has to basically send his son away and the fox back to the woods. And so it's this whole story where you see it from Pax's point of view and the boy's point of view. And it's really sweet because Pax is like not an outdoorsy fox. He has no <laughs> idea what he's doing. So he has to go through this whole survival change and meeting other foxes and basically making a family uh, just by m- making all these friends. And uh, the boy also has to go through a lot where he has to he basically decides I'm not doing this. And he goes and finds his fox. And it's a very sweet, like gut wrenching story of them trying to find each other again. And that's all they want to do. And there is a sequel. It actually did come out last year. Um, I haven't read it yet. So that might be one of my looking forward to who knows. But um, (laughs) it's uh, it's definitely worth the read, though, if you're looking for some a shorter children's uh, novel. Yes, I haven't had the chance to read it yet, but I have seen the illustrations. Like on beautiful. The beautiful. Yeah, John Klassen does the illustrations. He's incredible. Right. His picture books are also hilarious. Like Sam and Dave dig a hole is a riot, and yes. we found a hat. Oh, my <laughs> yeah. God. Mm-hmm. He's so good. Everything he does. Mm-hmm. Yes, I know. those. They have a real dry wit to them. I really enjoy yes. them. Kind of a dark humor for a picture book is mm-hmm. Definitely. fun. <laughs> yes, always. Especially for, for adults and parents. They... Yes. make it more enjoyable to read. <laughs> and we didn't really get into that with our picks. Um, mm. Our picks were more on the sweet yeah. side of, you know, helping kids through. But the humor, the adult mm-hmm. humor in picture books is amazing. Oh, my like, God, it's so it's good. just you read through it and you can read it at a story time and the kids just <laughs> enjoy the book. But when you see the parents laughing because <laughs> of the jokes that the authors put in and sometimes you can see just in the illustrations, little inside jokes. Mm-hmm. And it's just like yes. something that you only get as an adult. And it's just so great. I love it's it so about funny. that. I did. I wrote down a third one, which was Poultrygeist, um, which is yes. a, a picture book that Danielle and I could not stop laughing at like we open the first page and we're dying like it was the funniest book it opens in a hilarious way I won't even tell you because you have to read it it's yes. so funny mm-hmm. and it's more of a, it's not really a Halloween book it's about a, a, a bird that's a ghost but um, he becomes a ghost very early on um, but he it's it's just so funny and it's totally meant for like the parents to laugh at it because yeah. it's a little bit of dark humor mm-hmm. but it's just so like 
it's one of those like really simple. There's not a lot of text, but it will make you cry laughing yes. for so long. <laughs> yes. I will have to check that out. Yeah, excellent. And I know you guys also brought some um, YA teen recommendations for yeah. us yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of the things I love about YA is that, um, and I was actually just talking to the bookstore next door people about this is that a lot of YA you can read as an adult and enjoy it just as much as you would read a book that is written for adults. And so I had two that I really loved. And it's interesting that they both have links to the 80s and the 90s. Maybe I'm just showing my my age and my nostalgia right now. (laughs) But um, Baby and Solo by Elizabeth Postuma was so amazing. So they're they're the main characters are working at a video store, which our teens today would be like, what? What's a video <laughs> store? I don't know what this is, but those of us who are older and read it will know. And so they, they work at this video store, and instead of having name tags for their real names, what they have are movie characters. Okay. So one girl is Baby from Dirty Dancing, and <laughs> yes. Solo is Han Solo oh, from awesome. Star Wars. And so it's just this really nice friendship coming-of-age story where um, it also has a real sensitive portrayal of mental health and illness that Joel, who is Solo, goes through. And one of the reasons why I, I liked this one is that I don't often read books that have a male narrator. And it I loved it so much that I was like, why am I not reading more books with male narrators? Like, I think it's a, just a subconscious thing. You kind of pick up things, and a lot of books are written from a female perspective, but this one was written from the all-male perspective, and I really liked that. I thought it was a nice change of pace for me. And then my other book is uh, Bad Girls Never Say Die by Jennifer Matthew, and this is an all-female version of The Outsiders. Ooh, yes. And it's so good. So <laughs> what was nice about it was that she she has all these different parallels to the original Outsiders, which I feel like the Outsiders, while it's a great book and I have the nostalgia for it, if I was teaching, I would not be teaching it today because it's just there's so many other great books that have the same themes. And what's great about this one is that it's just an all-female version of The Outsiders. And it has different parallels. Like, there's a Johnny in there. And, that <laughs> yes, he's just like Johnny in the movie. And, you know, like, they have the different situations that are similar to the movie and similar to the, the book itself. But it's just told from these girls' perspective that was um, – I literally finished it and recommended it to like three <laughs> friends right away. So um, if you if you have a soft spot for The Outsiders <laughs> that you read it before and you're into some great feminist book, <laughs> go for this one. Bad Girls yes. Never Say Die. It's so good. <laughs> I love the title. Yes. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Such a good one. Yeah. Um, I actually, one of, one of my teen picks was actually uh, a book that Danielle actually told me to read. <laughs> and I read it and I was like, oh, this is so good. Um, it's actually the sequel to The Hate You Give by Angie Thomas. It's Concrete Rose. It's also by Angie Thomas, obviously. Um, and it's it's a prequel, essentially. So um, instead of it, actually, it's not really a sequel. Um, but it is. it did come out after the first one. But it's about the, um, the father in The Hate You Give. And it's his story and how he became a father and just kind of his struggles in life. And it's so good. It was one of those, like... 
you cry and then you laugh a whole bunch and then you cry some more and it's a pretty fast read too so you like really get through his life quickly but it was nice to see the background and the history between him and his wife as well like the uh and actually all the characters it was really yeah. cool because like you meet like everybody when they're young and they're just like crazy and in high school and hormonal and you're just like what is going on this is madness <laughs> but it's really cool and it was just it it's a, an eye-opening one, too, where so many people get stuck in situations that they never expected. And it's it's really focusing on that. So that was that was probably my top one. But I did have a couple others listed. But um, I would say A Good Girl's Guide to Murder was actually very good. I am not a murder mystery kind of girl. <laughs> and I read it and I was like, oh, this is pretty adorable in a weird murdery way. <laughs> but another title I'm in love with. Is yes, great. right. It's a good one. And the cover is cool. Like it has like this red string and it's like very clearly someone's like figuring out what happened with a murder. And that's really what it's about. It's about this girl, uh, Pippa, and she like has to figure out there was a murder like five years ago of this girl and everybody knows who did it, quote unquote. But they they just kind of say it was this guy. And that kid actually, um, in the book, he commits suicide, or so everybody thinks. And so they assume it was him, and he was the boyfriend. And everybody's like, no, the case is closed. And uh, she actually meets his brother, and she does this whole project for school. And so it's technically for school, but really she's like, I want to know what happened here. And she, like, solves, like, everything about it. She's like, all right, I'm going to really dive deep, see what happens. And it is... It's just kind of cool to see like a high schooler be like, I'm going to step out of the boundaries of this school project and really <laughs> take this on another level. So it was a good one. Excellent. Nice. And I have um, my adult pick for the past year. Um, this technically, I think, was also, I believe it was a late 2020 <laughs> publication, but this is our podcast. We make the rules. So, um, I'm going to, I read it in 2021. Exactly. So we'll go That's with that. <laughs> um, so I read a ton of books and usually the details of them like start to spill out of my mind. Like the second I crack the next book, like I just, I'm the same. Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> um, but sometimes there are ones you read and they just, they just stick. You sort of like, carry them with you yeah. you know um and for me this last year that book was uh Piranesi by Susanna Clark have either of you read it no I have not no mm-hmm. it's oh, I will be gr- brief in describing it because I think it's definitely one of those books that the less you know going in kind of mm. like yeah the better <laughs> um but it is fantasy um the protagonist his name is Piranesi uh he lives in this sort of seemingly never-ending house uh, with all these like massive halls and rooms uh, that are filled with these marble statues Um, and like there's like an ocean that's roaring in the basement uh, and he's completely alone except for this other character that he refers to as the other um, Mm -hmm. who he meets with uh, twice a week (laughs) Um, and the rest of the time he kind of spends well surviving and um kind of exploring and charting this these like endless halls and the tides and the ocean and everything and um and that's where I will start like really describing the plot it sounds (laughs) Um, really interesting yeah now I'm intrigued it has like beautiful the imagery is like really beautiful and like haunting Mm -hmm. um it's also a really slim book which I love it's like 272 pages I think Mm -hmm. um and it like really packs a punch in that time um because you know sort of that feeling of like something is not right, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, starts early on. Um, 
I love and that they meet twice a week. That's such a week. random. <laughs> yeah. Twice so a week. fun. Yeah. Twice mm-hmm. a week. Yes. Uh, on a routine. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it just like really hits that sweet spot of like suspense where you're like just ahead of the protagonist and kind of unraveling these answers. So it, like you're kind of like suspense and dread is sort of building. Well, it's not it's not a scary book. Like, yeah. Oh, that's right up my alley. No, no scaries. <laughs> that's scary. Um, I've also, I have not listened to, I read it. I have not listened to it, but I've heard the audiobook is fantastic. Um, it won the Audio Publishers Association uh, Audio Award, which is like the audiobooks like yes. annual awards um, for best audiobook of the year in 2021. Um, and I've heard it's just great. So <laughs> it's Pure and Essie by Susanna Clark. And you guys have some adult picks for us too. Oh, yeah. I do. Yeah, we do. Um, so my favorite book of 2021 was by Graham Norton. (laughs) And a lot of people probably don't know that Graham Norton is actually a successful fiction novelist. He's not just the television guy on the BBC or over here. Um, (laughs) It's also aired. Um, But he's hilarious. And so when I saw that he also writes fiction, I was like, I'm all in. So I found this book. It's called Home Stretch. And it's set in a small Irish community. And there is a car accident right before a wedding. And it's a small community, and several people from the uh, wedding party pass away. They die in this car accident. And it's the fallout of what happens to this community as um, the survivors are still there, the, the parents of the people who are gone are there, and no one has really left this community, so it winds up kind of rippling throughout. And... Um, as I read, I was a big Maeve Binchy reader when I was younger in college. And so I was reading it and I thought to myself, oh, my gosh, this is just like old Maeve Binchy books. It's got family. It has secrets. It has just everyday life. And then, of course, it's set in Ireland. So it's so just it, everything sounds beautiful. <laughs> so um, I really, really love that book. And I encourage people, if you liked Maeve Binchy or you like reading fiction set in Ireland, definitely pick up Homestretch. Excellent. Yeah. Did you want to do your second one or do you want to? I do oh. have a second one. Um, it's Malibu Rising by Taylor Jenkins mm, Reid. Yes. And again, my nostalgia is coming up because it's set in 1980s Malibu. And what I liked about this one is that it's a really, I couldn't think of any other way to describe this family other than glossy. You know, like they're just, they have this, they have this huge party every year. Everyone in, you know, Malibu goes to it. And, but they also just have this life outside of this party and it's siblings, it's love, it's responsibility, um, it's betrayal. Uh, and it was just, I, I've never read Taylor Jenkins read, but she has books that I've been like, I must read. You know, like uh, Daisy Jones and the Six was one of her books, which I haven't read yet, but it's on my list. And um, was it The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo? Mm, yes, she wrote yeah, that yes, as well. Yes, that's on my list too. Yeah, so she's always popped up. And then I think because I saw 1980s Malibu, I picked this one first. <laughs> I wonder what era you love the most. I know. <laughs> Go figure. I must have been thinking about when I was a kid <laughs> as I read this year. Yes, yes. Um, so that is a very good book. And I think, did you read it, Erin? I did, yes. Okay. I loved it. I thought it was just really fun. I um, I had actually borrowed it from the library 
and like returned it after I read the first couple chapters because I was like, I need to wait to read this until I'm on a beach. (laughs) Oh, I love that. (laughs) Like like this deserves to be like at the ocean (laughs) when I'm reading it. Um, Mm -hmm. And I thought it was just so much fun. Um, And also, if you have read Daisy Jones and the Six, there are some like characters that show up this at this party that are that are from that book. Oh, cool! You can read sort of has a. A multiverse, yes, I guess, yes. if you will. That's cool. mm-hmm. um, but it's just really very fun. And yeah. I don't think it's a spoiler to say because you know from like <laughs> the very first yeah. lines, really. But like, you know, it all takes part place over like the part of this party and you know at the end there's going to be like a huge fire <laughs> throughout Whoa. Malibu yeah. so yes. mm-hmm. it's just like oh seeing where how they get to that point is just really fun yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's cool definitely um I had I had a really hard time choosing between my adult books because I mostly read adult books this year <laughs> um to be honest my favorite was Dune but we don't need to talk about Dune because everybody knows about Dune it's <laughs> yeah. like 1965 super old like it's nobody it's fine and a movie just came out anyways also, shameless plug, um, I put all of these books that I've listed except for the picture books are audiobooks. I don't I do read regular books, but I didn't choose any for this. I love audiobooks. They're definitely my preference. Um, and I use Libby, which is my favorite app in the whole world. And it's through your library. So if you want some free <laughs> books, highly recommend. Um, there's like no wait time. It's great. Like I just get tons of books on there so I do have a couple of like current ones but all of the books that I've read teen and adult um even packs oh actually not packs that's a lie but all <laughs> teen and adult all of those are definitely audiobooks um it's just more fun for me and you get to hear sometimes like it's really nice to hear their voices so um especially if the author is the one reading that makes it even more fun uh but my I think my 2021 adult pick would be The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue I really enjoyed. Um, It was just like a fun, it's almost, it's not really sci-fi, it's more like a fantasy. She like uh, never dies, she gets cursed at the beginning. Um, So it's this whole, she's been living for, you know, I think it's like, oh, how old is she? She's like 300 years, it's been a while now. (laughs) She's like 300 years old or something crazy like that. And um, so it's, it bounces back between her past and like when she first got, um, essentially just like bewitched um but she goes back to that um and then it'll bounce back to like a more current version of her life and then it'll bounce back again and then it'll be like another 50 years later so it like bounces all around in her timeline but it's just kind of cool to see where she pops up and she's essentially just trying to like the reason she kind of gets that problem is because she like doesn't want to settle down like she she really just wants to like go adventure and explore and see the whole world and she starts off in like Paris France a really long time ago so she like can't do that and so then when it happens she is like now that she's like stuck and no oh I forgot the best part nobody remembers her like (laughs) she can live for this long but no one remembers her past a whole day if they ever like leave a room they like forget who she is so it's kind of cool where she like she meets all these people and she keeps seeing the same ones over and over again but she has to reintroduce herself and say goodbye again like every time so it's her figuring out how do I leave my mark without anyone remembering me and so she like finds these really cool ways and she ends up in like artwork and stuff and it's just so cool and you're like wow (laughs) she just keeps popping up she's amazing um 
But my other read was actually a nonfiction. It was uh, Goodbye Things by uh, Fumio Sasaki. And it's that's a 2015 read. So, again, throwing it back <laughs> a little bit older. <laughs> but um, this book was recommended to me. But it was it's really good. It's about minimalism and just, like, saying goodbye to all of your stuff that you don't really need. And I have a lot of that. So it was very nice to read that book. I think I also need to read <laughs> this. <laughs> I like to recommend it to everyone, um, especially my family members, all of them. Um, it's just, like, a really really cool take on like how you can kind of say goodbye to your stuff and how it's okay like you don't have to have it you can imagine that you've just rented these things and like the sentimental value will still be there without the actual object so like filling your home doesn't mean your memories are more extravagant than anyone else's you can it actually he was kind of saying that if you say goodbye to some things the memories and the sentimentality around them are more kept with you because you like you don't need the physical stuff to remind you. You just think about it all the time. So it's just really kind of nice. And I was inspired by it. Did I get rid of a lot of stuff? No. But I <laughs> wish I did. But you thought about I it. I thought about <laughs> it. That's the important thing. Exactly. <laughs> it sounds like a good, a timely uh, recommendation for yes. for New Year's. Yeah. Absolutely. A good resolution. Yes, mm-hmm. good resolution. Um, so that is our faves of 2021. What books are you guys looking forward to in 2022? Um, on the on the youth side of things, I'm really looking forward to Jason Reynolds. Uh, he has a, Jason Reynolds has a book with Jason Griffin, and it's called "Ain't Burned All the Bright," mm-hmm. and it's a teen uh, mashup of text and art. And Jason Reynolds is amazing. Mm-hmm. Everything he does is so good, and. I could I could fill a whole like three hour podcast on how much I love different Jason Reynolds books, um, but so I'm excited about that one, and then uh, also the Who Was series, which mm-hmm. we have a ton of. Some kids call it the Big Head books, and <laughs> what they're known as is they have these covers where the people have big heads and they're nonfiction and tiny bodies yes, yes. <laughs> teeny tiny bodies and giant heads and they are branching out into graphic novels next year yay which is going to be so exciting <laughs> um, because these books are what's great about them is that they get kids reading nonfiction but they were still reluctant readers and if they're going to branch out into graphics then that will also get more kids because kids might be more apt to pick it up and so I did look to see what's coming up first and they're going to publish who sparked the Montgomery bus boycott Mm -hmm. and who was the first man on the moon and I think they're both coming out in January we do have them on order at the library (laughs) so uh, they will be with us as soon as they're out but I thought that would be really interesting for for kids yeah, excellent. What are you looking forward to, Nicole? Um, I actually, my the biggest one that I'm looking forward to is actually a picture book. It's called uh, The Year We Learned to Fly, and it's by Jacqueline Woodsum, and it's illustrated by Rafael Lopez, who he illustrated um, Just Ask and um, what was the other one? I'll Meet You in Your Dreams. He's an amazing illustrator. Um, <clears throat> his stuff is beautiful, and then uh, Jacqueline is like, Amazing. She's so good. Every <laughs> Everything day. she does. Yes. She's another one that's one of my favorites. Yeah. I saw that that was coming out and I'm looking yeah. forward to it too. Yeah. yeah. She also like has a hand in everything. Like she's done a lot of novels. She's done nonfiction. She's done picture books. Like she's mm-hmm. everywhere. So like yeah. if you're looking for her for all ages in your family, <laughs> you mm-hmm. can find her. Um, so that's like a big one that I'm looking forward to, especially because it's about like imagining a better world basically. And yeah. um like curbing your boredom and your anger and your just every emotion that you're feeling and learning how to be like 
everything is okay and like figuring out life and again another like kind yes. of anxiety driven <laughs> situation but um and then I'm, I'm honestly really looking forward to there's um a, an adult book that's coming out it's the stardust thief um and it's by chelsea abdullah and it's inspired by 1001 nights mm-hmm. so it just sounds really cool honestly i'm i'm yeah. big into just like reimagining stories so it's uh it actually involves like a smuggler a, a prince um and then their dangerous quest for a magical lamp so Ooh. it's kind of like okay mm-hmm. we know this story but it could be really interesting to see yeah. like another spin on it so i was excited about that nice mm-hmm. excellent <laughs> i know i was looking forward to Let's see. I have like a few I've, I've listed down here. <laughs> One, oh, so last month I talked a little bit about Lucy Foley's books, yes. um, The Hunting Party and uh, her book, The Guest List. Mm-hmm. Uh, her next book comes out in February. It's The Paris Apartment. Yes. Um, and it looks, um, as I said last month, she's, she's definitely got a, she has a structure and she, she sticks does. to it. <laughs> but I, I think it's a really fun structure. Um, all her mysteries are sort of like a closed circle mystery. Mm-hmm. Um, so this one, you know, a young woman comes to crash at her brother's apartment in Paris and he's missing. So mm-hmm. she, you know, suspects one of his, his neighbors might be to blame. Um, <laughs> I, I have that on my to read list yes. as well. I can't wait to read that one. Yes, it should be a, a fun one. I also... Oh, if. It feels almost like, I don't know, sacrilege to admit, <laughs> but I have never read a James Patterson book. Um, Gasp. I know. I know he's beloved. I know he's, you know, like a best-selling author. <laughs> um, but and he has like 4,000 choices for you to choose I know, from. I know. Yep. Um, but Too his many. books have just never, I don't know, I've just yeah. never picked one up. Um, it's but, cool. I've only read one. Yeah. So <laughs> for the record. <laughs> But that said, um, he has co-authored a book that's coming out in, I think it's coming out in March, with Dolly Parton. And I love Dolly. So (laughs) So I think that I'm going to have to dip a toe into the the James Patterson universe. Uh, The book is called Run, Rose, Run. Um, It is, of course, a story about a single uh, singer-songwriter who is uh, on the run. (laughs) um, It comes out in, like I said, March. But um, the other thing to know is that Dolly has written an album to coincide with this book. So So (laughs) I'm excited. I'm hoping... That there's like some kind of audiobook adaptation that yes. like incorporates that some way. I don't know. That's that's my hope, not a maybe she reads it. I don't know if I could do her voice for that long. <laughs> that, that would be a long day. <laughs> a lot of reading. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, and then the other the last book I have written down here that I'm looking forward to is uh, Fevered Star by Rebecca Roanhorse. It's um the second installment in her Between Earth and Sky series. I don't read a lot of epic fantasy um mm. but i really liked the first in the series black sun um it's you know instead of being set sort of uh most fantasies like kind of grafted onto like medieval europe mm, yeah. <laughs> um this one is instead kind of inspired by like pre-columbian um indigenous american cultures um and the first one's a lot of fun it's like a sea captain is charged with like transporting this guy who like maybe turning into a crow god who knows <laughs> like <Cool>. could be <laughs> um and it has a lot of like giant bugs and like mysterious like siren like sea people and high priestesses and crows and wow. i really dug it <laughs> yeah, i like that <laughs> so that's uh, fevered stars the second in the series um yeah it's coming out 
That sounds, sounds like great. my kind of yeah. book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so let's uh, just wrap up with like our reading resolutions in, in yeah. 2022. What are you guys hoping to, to do with your reading goals this year? Uh, well, every year I set a reading goal of one book a week. And I may not read one book a week, but I try to give myself only just 52. <laughs> and I go on Goodreads and I set my reading goal at 52. Um, one year I set a reading goal of 100 and I made it and I was exhausted and I didn't want to pick up another book again. So I I learned after that year that I should just kind of shoot for a book a week. And if I go over it, wonderful. And so this year, you know, I am over it, but I think I'm at like 60. Uh, but, you know, I don't I don't try to make myself read as much as I did that one year. <laughs> Um, and, you know, some days I, I try to read every day and I'm going to keep doing that. But with the understanding to be a little gentle with myself and understand that some days I may only read five minutes and that's that's OK, because mm-hmm. I used to kind of beat myself yeah. up and be like, I'm not reading enough. I'm a librarian. <laughs> and then I realized that that was just being I, that was being mean to me. So yeah. I didn't want to do that anymore. So my goal for 2022 is 52 books and reading at least five minutes a day. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. My, uh, for those of you who were terrified by Danielle's answer because she reads so much, don't worry. I'm here to curb your fears. Um, I don't read that much. I, I mean, I do. I read a lot, but I don't read as much as Danielle. Um, I'm probably at like 30 right now, and I feel really good about it. So. You are awesome. <laughs> Thank you. You are wonderful. I'm so support. proud of you. <laughs> That's why I'm setting my reading goal for next year to be a little bit higher. I'm going for like 45-ish or maybe maybe 40. I don't know. Maybe 50. We'll see where the, the year goes. Somewhere between. 40 and 50 that's where you'll find me um but my main goal is actually to read every day that is like my main um plan and if it's not every day it's every weekday at least is my hope and minimum like or maximum maybe 15 minutes like like planning for like okay I have to sit down I have to read 15 minutes and I'm not including that in my audiobooks on my commute that does not count (laughs) I'm talking like physical books before bed because I also need that for like resting time like to wind down at the end of the day so that is my biggest goal is to do it every day and then just kind of up my book amount a little bit yeah nice -hmm. yeah Yeah, I I'm also kind of I'm looking to do it my goal being reading every day rather than number of books this year because mm-hmm. I have found that the past few years I've put a number on it and then I go crazy. <laughs> like mm-hmm. then I'll look at any like longer book and be like, oh, no, I couldn't possibly read that because <laughs> I could read two short books in that time. Or like mm-hmm. I just I I get so caught up in the number that, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm. I'm hoping to take a step back a little bit, (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. just read the books that I want to read, not worry about, you know, meeting a a number goal. I really liked that about um, Reading Rivals, which we, of course, won in 2021. Um, You know, riding that wave. I'm so excited. We are. (laughs) So proud of ourselves. (laughs) But um, focusing more on like time spent reading Mm -hmm. than like number of books read yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I'm also hoping to read more um, YA titles yes. in 2022 yeah. so you guys have given me some excellent mm-hmm. suggestions uh, to go forward with that resolution yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> um, excellent so hopefully we've given you guys some uh, books to get you started off in, in 2022 some ideas for your own reading resolutions and we will see you next 
month. Well, we'll you will hear us next month, because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's a podcast. <laughs> All right. But we'll see you at the library. Yeah, we will. Mm-hmm. Yes, we'll, we'll see there. you at the library. <laughs>